0: You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with T.C. and Frank. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Interval Theory Podcast. I'm your host, you may call me Frank, and I'm thrilled that you've tuned in again. Conventional music theory focuses mostly on the diatonic system, That makes it quite hard for somebody new to interval theory to figure out how to implement these intervallic concepts and techniques into their more or less diatonic process. So in this episode, I want to give you a clear picture of how interval theory and the diatonic system work together, where they overlap and where they differ. All the information that I'm about to give you is based on an easy-to-follow infographic. And I want you to get access to it. Just follow the link in the show notes and download this infographic. It will clarify how interval theory can enhance your diatonic writing. Imagine four quadrants. The top left describes line writing using interval theory. And the top right stands for line writing using the diatonic system. The bottom left represents vertical structures in interval theory. And lastly, the bottom right describes vertical structures in the diatonic system. These are chords. Next, let's figure out how we can transition fluently from one quadrant to the next. Question for you. What does diatonic actually mean? I will give you a few seconds to think about the answer while we listen to a bit of music. And go. And stop. Time is over. Diatonic means pertaining to a scale, so all diatonic thinking follows a particular scale that limits the set of tones to scale tones. And the scale also ensures that melodies and chords go hand in hand. So scales are crucial in diatonic writing as they define all the parameters for melody and harmony. To connect vertical with horizontal writing we can use the matrix of modes, a fantastic way to start emotional storytelling while maintaining a pure diatonic and therefore mainstream sound. This matrix is the bridge between chords and lines and sets the overall emotional frame of the music. But why should we want to leave the diatonic side and step into intervallic thinking. I'm loving these bumpers. So here are a few thoughts. Everybody uses the same system based on the same established theories and the chances are high that your musical work won't sound different from any other composer. Next, you're missing a ton of musical options and opportunities that can make the music you write more elegant, sophisticated and unique. From an artistic point of view, why wouldn't you want to use the whole palette of colors and options in your work? You don't have to use everything all at once, but having the choice will let you grow into a more rounded and mature artist. So let's find out how we can move from the diatonic side to intervallic thinking Let's start with the melody and that brings us to what we call string theory. But how can we use string theory to transition into intervallic thinking? Here comes the next bumper. (laughs) This is great. Actually, it's quite simple. Look at your melody and simply count the distances from one note to the next. Let's say, We move from C to D to E-flat and back to D. This gives us a simple formula. C to D is 2, D to E-flat is 1, and E-flat down to D is negative 1. So the formula reads 2, 1, negative 1. And that's the DNA of our string. The first segment of the composition course covers everything related to line writing. And if we take any melody and base it back on a scale and a root tone, we simply transitioned into the diatonic system again. But the interesting part is to remove the scale and the root so that the string is just related to itself. Diatonic composers feel a bit uncomfortable in that situation and I can understand why that is as we've just removed any point of reference, right? And this can be frightening and a bit scary. We created a situation that is open to new interpretations. But as scary as it is, it's exciting. So let's throw in another bumper. Oh, I really could do this all day long, I'm telling you. Would you please get back to the topic? Of course, I'm sorry. So just by removing the scale and the root, The line hasn't changed and the sound hasn't changed. But we can set a new light on it and focus on our emotional response way better. We even see the DNA of that line very clearly. To remind you, that was 2, 1, negative 1, our formula that we've created. And that formula will become very powerful in creating related material around our initial idea. It ensures that everything stays connected via the numbers and also the emotion. That's really the beginning of emotional storytelling and all based on logic and a methodology that you can follow. And it goes way beyond just major for happy and minor for sad. Bumper time. So we've successfully transitioned into intervallic thinking with melodies. But how can we move into the vertical structures? Well, we can take all the notes from the melody or just a few and play them vertically. Any horizontal line can be transformed into a vertical structure and vice versa. And this brings us to the other two quadrants on the big picture of music theory. Very similar to how we transitioned from a melody to the DNA formula, we can also transition from diatonic chords to interval combinations. Again, let's just focus on the numbers between the tones, but this time vertically. That all shows why and how interval theory enhances the diatonic system without necessarily changing the overall sound. It's almost like stepping into the matrix and seeing those ones and zeros. Once we assign a root tone to an IC, that's an interval combination, we can transition back into diatonic thinking, bringing us full circle on the big picture of music theory. Now let's have a soft music right here. And just to remind you, please grab that infographic that I will link to in the show notes. It will help you understand the transitions between the quadrants and also how interval theory enhances the diatonic system and how those two sections can live together on the big picture of music theory. Every interval has a nature to it. Some of them want to connect to others, and some are stable on their own. It almost feels like energy that either wants to move to another place or wants to stay. These behaviors are all derived from the Overtone series, so I'm not asking you to believe me blindly. Or do I? <laughs> I know I'm overdoing it here with those bumpers, but what the heck, I'm loving it. So everything I just told you is based on physics, so you can safely trust me on that. Ideally, you can switch smoothly between diatonic and intervallic thinking. Take the best out of both worlds and create wonderful music. The diatonic sound will attract a big audience because that's the basis of our Western culture, but at the same time interval theory allows for expressing yourself more honestly. You will experience more freedom and options on how to spice up your music. The diatonic system and interval theory have their unique place on the big picture of music theory. Use all the benefits from both points of view to create better and more fluent music based on your unique musical voice. You know, sometimes you want to inject just a small but healthy dose of interval theory into your diatonic writing, just to spice it up a little, just a little bit. (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Well, please take a minute to look into the show notes and download the infographic, right? So this will give you a clear picture of the big picture of music theory and how interval theory and the diatonic system live together. And I will see you in the next episode. This was Frank. Bye. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.